What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm talking about five things that are more important than macros. That's going to be the topic of the episode today. But before I jump in, I have an exciting announcement. I feel like lately it's just been one exciting announcement after the next. And this is no different, but this one is possibly the best one yet. I don't know. You can be the judge of that. So this is why I love you guys so much. A couple of days ago, I posted in the Facebook group. And by the way, you should be a part of that. If you're not, just go onto Facebook and search the personality diet and neurotype training. Join us. So anyway, I posted in that group and said, if we get to 5,000 members in that community, by Friday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then I will give away the next Neurotype Challenge for free. I will let people register totally for free, no charge, no catch, no hook, just straight up free entry. And of course, you guys rallied for the cause. You invited your friends and family into the group. And I can say as of recording, it is currently 11.30 a.m., Eastern time on Friday, and we are well above 5,000 members. So congratulations. That means, and I'm a man of my word, the Neurotype Challenge for September is totally free. You don't need a credit card to enroll. You don't need anything other than a name, an email address, and a phone number. All you have to do is go to neurotypechallenge.com, enter your info, and register. I'm excited about this because we're doing things a little bit differently for this challenge. We've had so much success with the six-week challenges that we've done, um, two in a row that we did that were amazing. So the first challenge, the first six-week challenge, we had 90% success rate in terms of those that finished the challenge, reaching their goals in terms of mindset goals and making progress physically. The next one that we did that recently just ended, we had 100% success rate. Now, I don't want this to seem that crazy. All I mean by 100% success rate is that everybody who started the challenge and finished it and reported, we do an exit survey at the end, 100% of those people reported a mindset transformation and some sort of physical result that they were proud of. That's amazing. Now, we had over 200 people, or I think it was 200 on the dot, that were in that registered for that challenge. Not all 200 started and finished. So some people fell off and didn't do their exit survey. And that's going to happen. I can't sit here and say that we're always, you know, that we're going to get 100% completion because that's just unrealistic. Some people have the best of intentions and then stuff get, comes up and life gets in the way. And no matter how much I try to frame, the mindset, the perspective of just keep moving forward, fail forward, you know, all the stuff that we try to instill, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be that fall off to some extent. We do our best, but, you know, again, it happens. I'm super proud of the fact that everybody who finished the challenge, who reported back, had some level of progress, mindset win, physical win, um, you know, stuff that they were proud of, being able to have tangible takeaways that will apply long after the challenge finished. So with this one, 
we're keeping a lot of the same themes, but we're making it a 28-day challenge. And like I said, it's totally free to register. You just go to neurotypechallenge.com, register. You do not want to miss this because what we're doing is we're taking a long-term approach and condensing it into phases. So this challenge for September will be 28 days. The training that JK is masterfully putting together, it's already put together, but he is specifically programming for body composition improvements. The neurotype nutrition that everybody will be following, so based off of your personality type, is also programmed for body composition changes. And then what we're going to do is we are going to carry that over into the October challenge, which will be focused on building. When I say building, I'm talking about building your metabolism, building strength, building muscle. Basically, we are... (laughs) We are determined to get you out of the mindset of always playing the fat loss card. Here's the the thing. Fat loss is a perfectly reasonable goal. There is nothing wrong with that as an objective, as an objective. Nothing wrong with that at all. You want to lose fat? That's totally cool. The problem is when you live in that mindset 24-7 and you are always focused on losing fat, it becomes a very difficult hill to climb. It becomes tedious. It becomes stressful. You start to do extreme shit. You start to get into this all or nothing mindset because you're always focused on less, less food, you know, less calories, less carbs. You're always focused on less. And quite frankly, you hit a wall very quickly. It happens over and over again. Just think about your past. Think about everything you've tried up until this point. It's like thinking fat loss 24-7. It just doesn't work long-term. So when we go into the build phase for the October challenge, we're going to shift the mindset. Now, here's the funny part. When we shift your mindset to focus on building, building strength, building muscle, building your metabolism, building your mindset, building your resiliency, All of that will contribute to fat loss. That's the funny part is that if we can just get you off of the 24-7 thinking about fat loss way of doing things, you'll actually help yourself to accomplish that goal of fat loss. So hopefully that makes sense. But I'm really excited about this because we're able to now put the pieces together in more of a big picture perspective and really do things in a sustainable way because look... Full transparency, I was anti-challenge for the longest time just because of my own personal experience with different challenges and how damaging they were for me. So rather than avoiding challenges altogether, I you know, eventually realized that um, I was being very biased. I was kind of avoiding something just because of my own experience when in reality, I learned a lot about what doesn't work in a challenge. And it was like the playbook for what does work was sitting right in front of me. And I was too scared um, or too jaded to actually unleash it because of my own personal experience. And that's not fair. So essentially we have the blueprint for making this a successful long game 
And that's what matters to me. Sustainability is the most important thing. Um, getting you the results and showing you how to keep them. That's what we're trying to do. Improving your mindset, your relationship with food, your relationship with exercise, your relationship with your body. We have that all laid out now. And I feel like we've just continued to fine tune and improve this process over and over again. So consider this first one in September, kind of like a beta launch of the new approach to our challenges. Um, we're going to start in September with a focus on improving your body composition. And there are always going to be a heavy emphasis on mindset. So this is my very, very, very long intro to tell you that I, I could not be more excited. The fact that it's free, there's literally no reason for you to not join, but I do want to say this big caveat. You should probably think about your commitment before you hit that registration button because it's very easy, right? There's no barrier of entry. All you have to do is, is put in your information and you're in. You don't have to pull out your credit card. You don't have to pay anything. There's literally no risk. But if you're just going to do that and then not actually put in the work or you're not going to show up for yourself, then, then why even register in the first place? So really think about what you're trying to accomplish. And if you're ready to make that commitment, if you're ready for a change, if you're ready to think differently and do things differently, then we would love to have you. And again, it's totally free. You just go to neurotypechallenge.com to register. Um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. You know, it's, it's funny because with our one-on-one -on -one coaching program, every single time throughout. So, you know, in the last three years, we have increased our rates for one-on-one -on -one coaching several times. And that's just because of the value that we continue to provide, the results that we deliver. And it's funny because each time, and this is like clockwork, every single time that we've increased our rates, the results and the success rate has also gone up. Now you can say that's correlation, not causation. It's too much of a coincidence for me to just say it's happenstance. I think that when somebody makes a significant investment in themselves, they force themselves to show up. They, they start to ditch the excuses. They start to let go of the victim mentality. And they start to realize like, look, I am fully you know, putting a significant investment in myself. So I better make the most out of this. And, and sometimes we're, we're brutally honest with clients. We're like, hey, you, know, you paid a lot of money for this. You should probably take advantage of everything that we offer and extract as much value as you can uh, because we're here to over deliver. You should be ready to receive and take advantage of everything. Um, and, and I'm telling you, it is crazy. It's like clockwork. Every single time we've increased our rates, our success rate has gone up considerably. So I'm curious to see what happens with the free challenge where there is no barrier of entry. There is no risk. There's nothing on the line. You can just jump in totally free and we shall see. I, I have to imagine that the 100% success rate that we had with the last one, maybe we're not going to bat a thousand again, but I do really appreciate the fact that now we can get more individuals in and show the power of neurotyping, understanding your personality, understanding how to prime your metabolism effectively, understanding what works best for you as an individual, how to shape your mindset for long-term success, all of the value that we get to deliver now. And there's zero barrier of entry. So that part really excites me. And I'm also just eager to see what happens. Um, so again, jump in. The doors are open. It's neurotypechallenge.com. And um, yeah, 
that's my my extremely long-winded intro. So I guess we should probably get into the topic of the day, which is five things that are more important than your macros. And before I do that, last thing, um, as always, I would love for you to help me continue this epic growth that we're on with the podcast. I appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen. So leave a five-star rating and re- review on iTunes um, if you haven't already. Greatly appreciate it. And if you can take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, I would greatly appreciate it. And then of course, if you just want to share the episode link, here's the thing. I'm talking about a free challenge. So now you have an incentive to to send it to anybody who might want to take advantage of that, who might want to join you in this challenge. Um, Great opportunity to say, hey, listen to this crazy dude talk for a while. And also, you know, in the beginning, he mentions the challenge. You should probably do this with me. So send it along. Uh, we're, we're hitting over 10,000 downloads a week. I want to be able to look back at this episode and be like, man, I can't believe we were only at 10,000 downloads a week. Once we get to 20 and 30, uh, the more lives that we can impact, um, really, that's what it's all about. So pay it forward, please. I appreciate you. All right. So we're talking about macros. We're talking about five things that are more important than your macros. And the reason that this came about was because I've had a couple conversations lately. One where I had an individual who reached out to me and was was basically like, um, you know, I, I know everything I need to know. I know macros. I know how to track. I know how to hit my macros, um, but nothing's working. And uh, you know, I'm not making progress. So that was number one. And having this conversation. Um, we started to dig a little bit deeper and get to the root of what was going on, stuff that she never really thought about and was like, I can't believe I've been doing macros for so long with all these different other programs and coaches. And nobody has mentioned this stuff. Like nobody took the time to mention, like every time there was an issue, it was always macro related. It was always just, you know, lower your macros, lower your calories, decrease your carbs, increase your protein. And that was the solution for everything. She's like, I can't believe that I've never had a coach who took the time to to go over that stuff with me. Um, And then another person had messaged me basically saying that she didn't need a coach because she already knew everything about macros. And that's all that coaching was. And and I understand that because here's the reality. 99% of programs out there are basically glorified macro calculators where they do just shill out numbers. And you don't need to pay for that. There's free calculators all across the internet. And you can go on Google, you can go on MyFitnessPal, wherever. You can get a number spit out at you. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a number. It's just a formula. It's based off of your age, weight, height, you know, activity level, that sort of thing. And you're going to get a number back and then you can start hitting your macros. And that's fine. I'm not anti-macro. I, I use macros personally. We use them with a lot of our clients. But I also, I personally also experienced the obsession with macros and thinking that it was only a numbers game. And it goes so much deeper than that. Uh, We have to be able to view macros for what they are. It's just one single tool in the toolbox that depending on context, it could be a positive or a negative. As always, it depends on the person. It depends on how it's used. It depends on your perception and thoughts around it. Um, I think that it can be valuable as a short-term intervention for most people, but it's not the end-all be-all. So, you know, for this person, she's like, I, you know, I'm, I don't understand what, I don't, I don't need a coach. Don't tell me to get a coach. I know how to hit numbers. I hit my numbers every single day, um, but I'm just not seeing results. And I'm like, okay, well, 
it sounds like you need a coach because you're hitting your macros and nothing's working and now you're frustrated. So isn't that what, what coaching is for? And she's like, well, I, I don't want a coach to just tell me to hit different numbers because I can do that myself. And like, that is valid. That's a great point. So it brought me to this topic, which is there's a lot more going on than just your numbers, than just macros. So I didn't do anything in, in a uh, particular order, but I can tell you that these five things that I'm about to outline for you are more important, in my opinion, than your macros. Number one, it's your thoughts about food. I don't care that you can hit your macros to the gram every single day. If you are in a constant obsession about food, it's not healthy. And I'm talking about this from personal experience, from being somebody who literally would not go out because I didn't know how to track it. I would tell friends that I was sick. I would avoid family gatherings. I delayed on on vacations and trips. I was riddled with anxiety when I did go away. So, you know, when I was married, uh, my wife at the time, she loved to travel and wanted to go on vacation all the time. And I'm over here obsessing about food. So I would be like, yeah, I don't know if it's a good time. Maybe we should save the money. I would make all these excuses. And then finally I would give in, right? (laughs) It's a great way to live, giving in and having to go on vacation. But eventually I would come around like, yeah, you know what? I want to live life. I want to go on vacation. And then while I was on vacation, I was sitting there stressing all the time about what can I eat? Am I going to lose my progress? How do I track this? You know, what am I going to do when I get back? How restrictive do I have to be? As I mentioned on another episode, I would be researching other diets. Like it's just crazy that that's not healthy. So if your thoughts around food are you know, obsessive, you're always stressing about it. I don't care that you're perfect on your macros. That time of my life, when I was always dialed in, when I was always hitting my macros, when I was avoiding going out because I didn't know how to track, that was probably the least healthy that I was. And I don't care what the physical result was, it wasn't going to last. So you're either, you know, missing out on life experiences and you're not being present, or you're, you're, you're kind of going through the motions um, and you're physically there, but you're not mentally there. So that's doing more harm than good. So number one, your thoughts around food, more important than your macros. Number two, your habits, your lifestyle. Like, let's actually look at this from a foundational place. Um, I had another conversation with somebody recently on the phone, and she was talking about how macros basically were the permission for her to eat like shit. She was like, oh, it's just a numbers game. Cool. So like, I can start fitting all this crap into my diet. And again, me being the crazy person that I am, I'm like, yep, that was totally me. Anywhere that anything that you've experienced, I've likely experienced it too. But anyway, so she's like, yeah, I used to eat really well. And then all of a sudden I started doing macros. And even though I could hit my macros pretty easily, I just started filling my macros with a whole bunch of shit food and processed food. And just because I could, and it was like, well, I, you know, my digestion sucked. I started feeling more fatigued. I had a little bit of brain fog. Um, all of these things started to show up. And she was like, maybe macros aren't the best approach. And I was like, it's not necessarily that macros aren't the best approach. It's that we actually need a foundation first. So I, I like to build a house on a solid foundation versus you know just building it on sand. Like I always use this analogy with the skyscraper. You can only build a skyscraper as high as the foundation will allow. The foundation is your habits. I call them anchors, your anchors, your habits, your lifestyle, the things 
that are second nature, that serve you, that you do every single day, regardless of your emotional state, regardless of motivation, regardless of anything else that's going on. You've got these things in your life that you know they're going to be there forever. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be 100% like nail it every single time. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you have built up enough reps over time to make these things pretty much who you are. They're instilled in you. Healthy habits, like you move your body, you walk, you you drink water, you understand food quality, uh, you exercise pretty consistently, whatever that looks like for you. You prioritize sleep. You have some form of self-care and stress management in your life. Like all of these things that can be anchors in your life that can serve you forever. That's the bulk of what you focus on, uh, you know, versus just thinking that you're a walking equation, that it's just about hitting a number. It's just about calories in versus calories out. Those habits will serve you for life. Macros, you know, that's going to be one of the first things when life gets really stressful, when things get crazy when you inevitably get thrown a curveball, macros are going to go out the window. And if they don't, you're probably overly obsessed and you're probably in the no, you know, the first point that I made with uh, obsessive thinking around food. So number two, your habits, your lifestyle, your anchors, more important than your macros. Number three, stress. This is something that most people avoid. Nobody likes to hear it. Nobody likes to talk about it because it's not really super tangible. Stress comes in many forms and some of it's positive and some of it's negative. And it always depends on context and it always depends on you know the inputs and outputs. But the reality is stress is the number one killer of progress. It impacts your hormones. It impacts your, your mood, your neurotransmitters. It impacts your um, metabolism. It impacts your appetite. It impacts your motivation. It impacts your willpower, your ability to stay consistent. It impacts your gut health. Like Stress can create so many problems. At the root of most problems that we face, I don't care what, you know, you can, you can name, pick a problem, pick a problem out of a hat. You have hormonal issues. You have gut health issues. You're not motivated. You're binge eating. You're stress eating. You're, you know, fatigued. Your appetite's all over the place. Your metabolism's slow. Most of those issues can be, you know, when we get to the root of it, they're stress related. Nine times out of 10, stress related. Um, chronic stress is, is a huge, huge issue that nobody really talks about because, again, it's not as tangible as, as numbers. Like when we have people who are very data driven, it's easy for them to be like, well, you know, it, it's all a numbers game, right? We can, we can tangibly grasp onto those numbers and stress is hard to grasp onto. It's, it's more conceptual. Like, you know, it exists, you feel it when it happens, but you don't realize the toll that it's taking on your body. Stress is the great disruptor. It, it, it destroys homeostasis. It destroys your ability to make progress. You have to have more activities that fill your cup, that fill your bucket with water, whereas stress drains your bucket. We have to have more activities that fill your bucket uh, to be able to continue to make progress. I don't care how perfect your macros are. If you are overly stressed, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not sleeping well, then you will find yourself very frustrated very quickly. So that's number three. Number three is stress. Number four is your current metabolic state. 
So this was the the conversation that I alluded to with the first person who was like, I can't believe nobody ever talked about this with me. Um, this was an individual who had no idea that your metabolism could adapt, had no idea that your metabolism was kind of this dynamic, um, you know, stress barometer. And it was like, nobody ever talked to me about my metabolism adapting to, you know, 1600 calories and then 1400 calories and then 1200 calories. And she couldn't understand. She thought like basically working with other programs and coaches that the numbers game would just work forever. Like once you find your deficit, you just stay there and it doesn't matter because you can just keep hitting the same deficit over and over and over again and keep progressing. And I was like, well, it's interesting because if somebody like a coach knows that once you plateau at 1600 calories, that they're taking you to 1400 calories, then by that very nature of that move, they understand metabolic adaptation, right? By them saying you need to eat less, essentially it's like, okay, you were making progress on 1600 calories, right? And then you hit a plateau. And then your coach is like, okay, now we're going to go to 1400 calories. Well, if they didn't understand that your metabolism adapts, they wouldn't change your numbers. They would just say, well, 1600 calories was working. And since your metabolism doesn't adapt, we're just going to keep going with that. And it should still keep working, right? So by the nature of what they're doing as coaches, conceptually, they realize it, but they don't have that conversation with the individual. They just tell them to eat less. So it's, it's crazy to me that some coaches out there play the numbers game, but don't explain that your metabolic state matters. And here's the other part of it. The more that you keep reducing and the more times that you diet, the worse your metabolic state becomes. And it takes longer to repair. And that can be really fucking frustrating because the last thing that you want to hear when you come to me and you say, I want to lose 20 pounds of fat. And then I find out you've been eating 800 calories a day and this is your 30th diet. And I say, guess what? We've got a long road of healing ahead where you're going to actually have to eat more and probably exercise less and take more time for recovery. And you're like, oh yeah, fuck you. I want to lose fat now. Okay, fine. You can keep banging your head against the wall or you can listen and understand this concept. Concept: Your, your metabolism matters. Your, it's essentially your body's ability to effectively release body fat or build muscle, if that's your goal. We need to prioritize your metabolic state, right? I'm so sick of these, these fucking claims like Optavia, where they say, this works for everyone. Of course it works for everyone because you're making people eat 800 calories a day, which is fucking criminal. Of course people are going to lose weight on that. But guess what? Every single person gains it back plus interest. And then they come to us, they come to pop, they come to the real coaches out there to clean up the mess. And that is not how it should be. So the more that we can spread this message, your metabolism matters, take care of it now and you will save yourself so much time and energy in the long run. Whew, that's number four. Number five, eliminating the all or nothing mindset. So with macros, there's this tendency to be perfect. And, and really, this is kind of the nature of fitness and nutrition in general. A lot of us, and I'm saying us because I'm a perfectionist myself, we think that we have to do everything right. It's a very emotional topic. It's a very emotional subject. Like when we want to physically change, when we feel insecure and our clothes don't fit the way that we want, and we look in the mirror and we don't like what we see, 
that's emotionally charged. So then when we think about changing that, we're like, okay, I have to be perfect. I have to do everything right because the pain that I'm in, the discomfort that I'm feeling really fucking sucks. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. So like, let's go all in, right? It's the new year's mindset. Let's do it all. Let's rip the bandaid off. And we know from experience that that doesn't work, but yet because we're emotional beings, we find ourselves back in that emotional state and we start to project, okay, I'm going to do it all right this time and it's going to be amazing. And then we end up in this cycle of all or nothing. If you don't address that mindset, you'll never be successful. Period. The end. Plain and simple. If you don't address that mindset, you will always be stuck. You will never be successful. You cannot live in the black or white, all or nothing way of thinking. You just can't. And I know that because I did it for a very long time. And that's why I wasn't successful for a very long time. And it wasn't until I got comfortable being uncomfortable in the gray area, in the middle ground, understanding that there are grades that exist other than an A or an F. So it wasn't like, oh, I made you know one poor choice for this one meal and that's an F. No, that's probably a B. If it was just one poor choice for one meal, that's a B. If I had just kept moving forward, that would have been a great day. It would have been a B plus maybe or an A minus, right? But it's like, nope, one bad decision. F, you failed. Now you're going to keep failing until you try to do it all perfectly again and give yourself an A. You can't live there. You have to address that. You have to overcome it. Um, you'll be riddled with guilt and shame over decisions that probably weren't that bad. So um, I talked to somebody recently who was like, even when I hit my macros perfectly and include ice cream in there and I track it and I hit it perfectly, I still feel guilty over eating ice cream. That's not okay. That will, will always be an issue until it's addressed, until we get over that mindset. That way of thinking will always keep somebody stuck. You have to live in the middle. Otherwise, it's going to be frustrating. So again, five things more important than macros. I'm not anti-macros. They can be a great tool for a lot of people. Uh, it just depends on how they're used. Like any tool, it can be used or it can be abused. And I don't think that we should start with you know, putting macros on this pedestal and, and making people think that it's the holy grail, that that's the key to everyone's success. We have to understand the foundation first, like your mindset, your thoughts around food, stress, your metabolism, all of these things really make a difference, you know? So if we can build that solid foundation, uh, we can we can see more success than you ever imagined possible. And the last thing I'll say is it's really difficult to do all of that on your own. Just plan, it really is. Like again, just think about personal experience. Think about what you've already tried. Think about how long you've tried on your own. Or think about some of the programs that you've tried that were literally just calorie calculators that were just macro focused, probably didn't get you to where you wanted to be. You may have saw some physical progress, but your mindset's likely still jacked. So just think back to what you've already done, whether it's trying it on your own or whether it's only relying on numbers, probably not successful. So maybe, just maybe, there's a better way of doing things. Maybe we should focus on the other shit that matters, and maybe we should actually have help and accountability and support through that process. And if you feel like you need that support and that accountability, 
My door is always open. And by my door, I mean my DM. So hit me up on Instagram. If you want to chat, if you want to talk about our program to see if it's the right fit for you, just hit me up. It's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Hope this was helpful, guys. I will talk to you next time.